Casey. This is the 77 WABC minicast. I, um, you know, I have a pseudo confession to make. I am someone that has paid, I don't know, a little bit of attention to the things that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has been saying on vaccines for for years. And I'll be honest, and I don't want to be impolite because I would never be impolite to anybody, but I always kind of thought he was a crackpot. I thought the damage that he has been spreading on the issue of vaccines um, caused a lot of parents not to get their children vaccinated. And the link that he seemed to be making in terms of vaccinations and autism, I thought was incredibly damaging. And I thought his um, his advocacy at the beginning of the covid epidemic was particularly damaging. So. I had the opportunity to interview Robert F. Kennedy Jr. about two years ago for the first time. And I have to tell you, I was blown away because he wasn't a crackpot. He's not a crackpot by a country mile. And he would actually point to statistics and studies and scientific studies. And in the course of that interview, he was throwing so much information at me that, I mean, I couldn't possibly fact check and then research every single thing that he was saying. Then he writes this book about Anthony Fauci. It's covered with footnotes. And it's one of those things where you hear a lot of mainstream scientists, a lot of mainstream doctors, and they still kind of want to make you think that Robert F. Kennedy is a crackpot. I got the COVID vaccine. I do think the COVID vaccine was a positive. I've not gotten the booster because I have some real questions about what the government is telling us on this situation. And I'm really interested in in learning more about this. And I thought it was very interesting that uh, Robert F. Kennedy offered to go on the Joe Rogan show and debate one of the most prominent vaccine proponents on the COVID issue. And that proponent chose not to debate, refused to appear with, you know, with... um. Robert F. Kennedy in that kind of a forum. And even though Joe Rogan was offering to make a substantial contribution to a charity of that doctor's choice. So it all leaves me very suspicious. What, why are people afraid of a debate? Why are folks reluctant to engage? Well, uh, those are a few of the questions that I have for Dr. Brian Hooker. He is the chief scientific officer at Children's Health Defense. He holds five U.S. patents, Ph.D., very well respected. And he's the co-author, along with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., of Vax Unvax, Let the Science Speak. Now, this is a very interesting book because this book features published studies where vaccinated and unvaccinated groups of individuals are directly compared. There's over 100 of these studies, and they're available publicly by searching the National Institute of Health, National Library of Medicine. What's it all about? Dr. Hooker's here to tell us. Brian, thanks so much for staying up late with us. I appreciate it very much. Thank you, Frank. It's an honor to be on your show, and it's an honor to meet you as well. Thank you. That's uh, nice of you to say. I I appreciate that. Uh, Brian, we've heard a lot in the way of vaccine skepticism, particularly during the, uh, the COVID 
the advent of the COVID vaccine. What makes your book, Vax Unvax, different? Why is it different than what we've heard previously? Well, Vax Unvax really spans the entire vaccination schedule. And we look specifically at, Mr. Kennedy and I look specifically at studies where they had an unvaccinated control group. You know, when you do a scientific study, you have a control group that uh, doesn't get some type of treatment, and then you get an experimental group that does. And we wanted to have a true control group. These are these are studies that the government has refused to do, but we found them kind of hiding in plain sight in the National Library of Medicine on the website PubMed, uh, where, you know, truly you have unvaccinated children versus vaccinated children, unvaccinated adults versus vaccinated adults. And like I said, there, there are 11 different chapters that cover 11 different topics. One of the topics is obviously the COVID-19 shot, but we look at the other vaccines as well. The uh, what did your what did your research show? How do the studies of the vaccinated compare to the unvaccinated? Well, when you look at chronic health conditions, especially and 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 I want to focus on chapter two, which was looking at the entire childhood schedule. What's the effect of children following the current CDC schedule versus those that completely opt out on the vaccination schedule? And you see such a higher incidence of different chronic diseases. Uh, both, both, uh, you, you know, what you would uh, classify as autoimmune chronic diseases, as well as infectious diseases uh, in these children. You know, we saw things like uh, the rate of ADD, ADHD was 20 times higher in those children who were following the vaccination schedule versus those who weren't. The rate of autism was five times higher than in those who are vaccinated you know, compared to those who weren't. The rate of ear infections in, in some instances, in some of the studies that we saw, was, was as high as 27 times higher in the vaccinated group. And so a lot of this, you know, right now we're in a chronic disease epidemic. We're in a disease, chronic disease epidemic of children where approximately 27 children, 27% of all children, have been diagnosed with at least one chronic disorder in the United States, and that's excluding obesity. And and really, you know, I, I've I've been doing vaccine safety research for 20 years. I've been asking the government to do this type of studies. Uh, Mr. Kennedy approached me in 2019 and said, "Hey, let's look for these studies hiding in plain sight. The government is not going to do these studies." But there are independent researchers who have done these studies, and let's compile them in a book. And what we're seeing is very, very compelling and is very, very counterintuitive to what we've been heard regarding the vaccination schedule and regarding individual vaccines. We're talking with Dr. Brian Hooker, co-author of the book Vax Unvax, Let the Science Speak. One of the things that is very frustrating to me, Brian, and I think it's very frustrating to many, is... You, 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 you sound like you know what you're talking about. And Robert Kennedy sounds like he knows what he's talking about. And then I have other people on the program who say the exact opposite and can seemingly point to authoritative information that bolsters their point. And there's a lot of frustration about people on who they should believe. And, and I guess my question is, why should we believe you and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. instead of expert professional groups like the American Academy of Pediatrics? Well, the American Academy of Pediatrics has never 
uh, studied the entire vaccination schedule or the effects of the vaccination schedule. In fact, the Department of Health and Human Services has never studied the vaccination schedule, despite the fact that vaccines are given together together in, you know, in the childhood schedule at two months, four months and six months of age. Uh, as, many, as a child will receive as many six as six vaccines in a single uh, well child visit, and those have never been studied or tested given together. And so, what I want to speak is the evidence that we've put together in this book. These are peer reviewed scientific studies. The majority of the studies are indexed in the National Library of Medicine, so they're in the best of the best reputable medical journals. And I would let the science speak for themselves, uh, for itself. When you look at the AAP, when you look at the AMA, when you look at the Department of Health and Human Services, they just have not done any of this type of research. And historically, they've never looked at an unvaccinated control group. Even in FDA clinical trials for vaccines, often what they'll use is for their control group is another vaccine. So we never have a true placebo in these particular studies. So, you know, what I would listen to the side that has the science uh, cataloged and inventoried and and lets, lets the science speak rather than just the talking heads that have not done the studies. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.